You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Support for this podcast comes from Dice.com, the career hub for tech. With their new salary predictor, Dice makes it easier for you to understand how much your skills are worth. They'll even show you which skills are most likely to increase your pay. And with over 70,000 tech jobs, you'll be able to put those skills to good use when you find your next role. Dice is always free for job seekers, so visit dice.com slash it to see how you can start hacking your career today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, a Europod midweek special with myself, Robbie Musto, and of course, my buddy, Robbie Earl and Rob. Champions League group stage proper started today. There was five Premier League teams in action over the last couple of days. Four got victories, one um, drew, and that was Liverpool. We'll get to most of these games, if not all of the games, but let's start at Old Trafford, the Tuesday games, Rob, where Manchester United managed quite comfortably yeah. in the end, really, to win their Champions League game. Um, 3-0 against Basel. Lots of talking points. Um, shall we... Did you, what do you think generally of the game, Rob? Well, I, I just let, let's go first to, you know, all that those games last season in the Europa League, all those Thursday nights, all those difficult places where they had to go and get the results was kind of all worth it because to get Manchester United back in the Champions League is kind of where they belong. <laughs> My outlook on the game was that they were never really in danger, although De Gea, again, always has to come up with a couple of decent saves, but it wasn't really in danger. He could play some of his, what we say maybe not, First team grade A players in ref one or two. So we saw Lindelof and Small and Smalling at, at, at the back. Um, we saw likes of Ashley Young being brought into the team. We saw Martial starting the game. So a chance for the big squad that Jose's got and people maybe wanting to 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 be part of the first team picture get the chance to play. But I think the overriding thing is is it was a comfortable win but with consequences, Rob. And the consequences are the captain for the day, Paul Pogba, whose mm. his age wants to play. One, obviously, great honour to captain the club, but looks like it's, it's a hamstring injury now, reports are suggesting. Could be out for, for a number of weeks. And it's one of those where I'm sure Jose's questioning to himself, did I really need to start him? I'm sure Pogba wanted to play. And how that has an effect on the rest of the Premier League games in between and whether there's another Champions League round before Pogba's back fit and, and back in the starting eleven. Yeah, big blow. It's a big blow. I mean, I, I think I think you're always going to start him, Rob. I don't think, particularly this part of the season where, mm. you know, the first few weeks have been kind of weekend to weekend, there hasn't been, you know, anything to kind of overstress the players no. that you expect to be fit, young and healthy. And Paul Pogba is mm. absolutely one of those. It's just one of those things, um, but it, it absolutely is a blow. I mean, I... You know, in general, I thought it was a game where Man United didn't actually play very well, but no. still won comfortably, which I, I yeah. think is a yeah. good sign. It's a good sign that they don't, you know. It is, but did, did you hear what Jose Mourinho called it? He said he wasn't happy with the PlayStation performance. Too many flicks and tricks. Which, but it was that after they were 2-0 up. 
I think, yeah, I think that's just a reminder, though, to his group that there's going to be tougher days in Euro- European football and you can't let your concentration go and you've got to continue to play in the way he plays because this is Mourinho who's won this competition a couple of occasions and knows what it takes and knows that concentration and making sure you, you, you stay to the game plan is just as important, you know, may, maybe when you're playing the likes of Basel as you'll be playing Bayern Munich. It's habits with Jose all the time, Rob. He's always continuing to get those habits across into his players. And and I'll take that one step further and tell you who I think he meant. I, I think he absolutely meant Anthony Martial, who didn't didn't yeah. have a good night. Um, I think he meant uh, Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. I mean, there was, there was times yeah. when Mkhitaryan and, and Mata, yeah. early on, you know, they have a lovely little mm. bit of understanding. They're linked up really nice. Yeah. And that's what is going to make Man United a, a good footballing side this yeah. season if those two play. But there are times, particularly with Mkhitaryan, um, mm. where he gets a little bit casual and... You know, yeah. try things, doesn't come off. He gets caught dribbling. He makes the wrong decisions. And, and you know that that's driving Jose Mourinho crazy. It's just, yeah. you know, I hope um, for Man United, from, from Man United's point of, of, of things here that, that he doesn't lose patience with Mkhitaryan and start leaving yeah. him out of the side. Because then I think you're getting into a situation where United might just miss that bit of creativity in certain games. But, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. But, again, I don't have a problem with that. 3-0 is an mm. excellent scoreline. You know, Lukaku scores again. Fellaini that we should talk about scores. Yeah, I was going to get to him, yeah. Yeah, and Marcus Rashford scores. So Fellaini, you know, we, I was thinking yesterday, you know, it's, 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 it's getting too many games now where I'm looking at Fellaini for United. I'm thinking, he's useful. He is useful. And I'm having to kind of knock myself on the head like, I'm going to... But you've got, you've got to credit the manager with, the, with that one, Rob. You have to 100% credit the manager because the manager with his style and the way he's playing him, is getting the biggest effect out of Marlon Fellaini, which generally is in both boxes, in all honesty. He's good to, when he needs to get back in that in front of a back four and head balls away or, or defend set pieces, etc. He, he, he has a real effect in the opposition's box, whether it's him heading down, heading for goal or causing problems. Listen, in the build-up play, he's not Mkhitaryan. He's not one matter. He's not... Anthony Martial with the skills, dribbling and passing. He's a very simple get it and give it guy. But in both boxes, this guy has an effect. And it's interesting that you you, you were saying, and, and, and obviously your opinion um, next, but I just think he may get more games. I mean, more important to Manchester United than Michael Carrick this season. And while Pogba's out, I expect to see um, Fellaini in there next to Matic, maybe with another at times or whether they go the two just to give them some strength and stability. And almost like, listen, if we're not going to outplay you, you're not going to, especially in the bigger games, they're going to get control of that midfield through size and physicality and then service the four players or five players who are ahead of them who can go on and win the game. Maron Fellaini, it doesn't look good when the the, the football is kind of slow, yeah. patient, yeah. intricate build-up. But that's mm. not what Jose wants. So what you're saying yeah. is, and I agree with you, that that he, he's an effective player in a Jose team where he right. wants him to head balls clear and he wants mm. him to, to keep the ball very simply and get yeah. forward. Now, you know, getting the box and heading balls into score is, is mm. fantastic. Sometimes we see him playing in and around the striker, he flicks the ball on. So, you know, in a lot of good top European or even Premier League sides, he's probably not going to get in the side. But with no. Jose Mourinho... What he offers, Josie loves it because mm. that's what Jose's style is predominantly. I mean, the football's been good. I'm not, you know, the football's been good yeah. this year for Man United, but at certain times, Jose will go direct and needs the big guy. So I just thought it was about time, mate, that, that me, you, us, or anybody 
gives him a little bit of credit for that yeah. because he's taken a lot of stick, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of um, j- jibes and joking, and, and, mm. and you know, and, and he he keeps putting that shirt on, and he keeps putting good de- delivery uh, performances, and a goal and assist in the game was 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 well done to him. Yeah, I get the sense he, he's one of those guys. Listen, as long as Jose Mourinho's picking in him and saying he's all right, I don't think he cares too much what yeah. other people are saying. In all honesty, and he keeps being important to the team, as we say now. Pogba's out. He's got an important role over the next few weeks just to keep Manchester United going. The other team played yesterday, Chelsea yeah. uh, versus Carabag. Uh, I'm calling them Caravan, actually, because they look like they were pulling one. I mean, these are the kind of g- games that you don't learn too much about Champions League. And sometimes I think you question, Rob, the value of them. I mean, great for Chelsea. Get the six goals. Get Bakayoko on the score sheet. Get Bacuaya couples. Apacosta. Yeah. Crosses one and, and gets one. And Pedro scored a lovely goal. So good for confidence, good for the goals. But apart from that, didn't learn an awful lot more than, than we know about Chelsea. No, no, I haven't got much to add, really, mate. I mean, I agree. Batshuayi getting a start up front is, is good for him because he was decent in pre-season. Zabacosta uh, gets a bit of a wild goal there as well. Um, but but you're right. Cesc played next to Kante. It was the same system, the same kind of you know, the usual what we see from them. But But job well done. Uh, and good work from from Chelsea there. Okay, let's move on to the Wednesday games and a game that we were really looking forward to. Yeah. Spurs at Wembley against Borussia Dortmund. So much to think about, so much to talk about, so many players <laughs> to watch. But what a good game it was, Rob. I mean, yeah. that, that's the sort of thing that you want that's, in the Champions yeah. League and it was yeah. brilliant entertainment, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm contrasting that to, to the Chelsea caravan game and you're saying that they're like chalk and cheese. I mean, two teams, speed of play, quality of approach, control technical ability, great finishing. I mean, honestly, it was one of those where you're just saying, let this go, you know, referee. Just, you know, we'll have, an hour, we'll have two hours of this if we could. Because it was proper football, Rob, two teams. And it was good for Spurs. I read somewhere today, it's their first win at, at Wembley since December 2016. So important for them as they go this season, have to get over this Wembley hoodoo that I hate everybody's talking about. But good, good performance to, to get the result. The value of Harry Kane continues to grow for this team with, with his goals and also the way he plays and, and leads the line. Mm. Um, and I have to say, I, I quite like the, the look of the two new players as well. David and Sanchez yeah. at the back fitted in well. I was watching him particularly. Works well with Eldevereld and Vertonghen. Um, the movement was good. They had good lines. Very rarely did they um, get caught chasing people back. And Sergio Aurea, fullback, Rob, I thought did okay. Got, I thought he got get as, as the game went on. Yeah, I, I did. I thought he looked, I thought he'd start off a little bit slow, actually, you mm. know. And then he, he got into the game a little bit. We saw a little bit of his pace, a little bit of his yeah. strength. Um, he's got a little bit where he can beat players and stuff. So that, so that was very, very good. I mean, the, I, I think just, just back on the Wembley thing, Rob. It, it, we got to forget about it, and they got to forget yeah. about it. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with this atmosphere. There was nothing mm. wrong with this performance. I mean, this is a difficult game for Spurs. A lot of the time, they were they were put sort of pinned back a little bit with possession. Yeah. They had to be a little bit counter-attackery, which, which mm. you know, you, you, I, I always think every team wants to, to 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 grab the initiative and be the, the guys controlling the game. But it was a difficult match. But I thought that was very very good. And and Harry Kane's finishing again was just like ridiculous. I mean, he does he does things in a game in general build-up play that you think, oh, is he is he all that Harry Kane with some of his. You know, he's kind of basic in his build-up play, but when he's in and around the box, I mean, his second goal, oh, football, it looks so easy, but that's oh, not his weaker side. That, that's yeah. his weaker side. And I think I'm, I sometimes think you do him as a service as well, Rob, about his build-up play, because 
what I like about his build-up play at times is it's not complicated. You get some centre-forwards, it comes in and they're trying to turn and they're trying this. Harry Kane gets it in, he gets it down, he backs in and he lays it to a midfield player or he, he generally keeps possession of the ball. And I just think that's such an important part of a team like Spurs where you've got movement, where you've got runners from midfield. And yes, he, I don't know, he might not have the grace of Morata or the, I don't know, the, the movement of Aguero or whatever, but... Mm. Just for a straight-up centre-forward who you know who you can trust to give the ball. I'd love to play with someone like him who you can get it and know when I run on he's going he's, he's gonna to retain possession. Nothing worse than a centre-forward who gets, gets hold of the ball, then they try a flick or they try a turn, they lose possession and you get out of position. So I just think he's all-round game, Robin. It was something that started to come to me today and I thought, you know, two great, two great goals today against a, a very good Dortmund team. All right, we're missing a few players, but, you know, that will go across Europe. People will see that. People will talk about Harry Kane, not just being a Premier League goal scorer now, yeah. a European top goal scorer. I'm just in my head thinking, if he has a season where he becomes up there with the top scorers in European football, another worry for Spurs come yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Another worry that some of these big boys are going to be looking, yeah. they're going to be watching, that he gets... that. Well, well, we'll have to see if Spurs get tempted, but would he get tempted by another big offer? And, you know, that's, that's the job that Spurs, mm. Daniel Levy and Pochettino have got to do, make sure they keep hold of this guy because he's an absolute diamond. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I, I just don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he'd be excited about the new stadium next season into this, this magnificent stadium. I'm, I, I'm guaranteeing he's going to be there to see that because wow, he loves the football would, club. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing yeah. it because yeah. he loves the club. He could have been swayed by offers before now. Mm. Hasn't. Um, I, I think he's excited for the, for the club and to be in that new stadium. Now, what I want to talk about, Robin, we have a little few minutes on this, it, you know, yeah. Christian Pulisic, you know, we, we hear and we see this player. Boy wonder. Boy wonder. Boy wonder playing for the, for the national team. And of course, mm. lots of other Journalists and analysts yeah. and pundits yeah. get a regular say on this guy. Now, we don't. Now, this was yeah. a chance for us, and I certainly had a really mm. good look at him in this game, yeah. for us to sort of give a kind of a few minutes just to, mm. to basically say what we think and, and you know, remembering that this guy is going to be, I think in five days' time, he's going to turn 19 years of age. Yeah, yeah. He's kidding. In Dortmund, in, in yeah. big games like this. Just, just what do you think, mate? I mean, not, not necessarily just this game, though we got great evidence today, but what you've seen of him... What are you thinking about this young man? He's a talent, Rob. He's a talent. And, and where he is, where, what I saw today, and I think and, and where I place him is, he's, he's still, he's probably two-thirds away of his football education. So he's an intelligent footballer. His movement's good in and around with his teammates. He understands the tactical side of the game. There's times when he does things, you see some things just happen naturally and you go, wow. That, that, that's special, you know, that, that's somebody who, who's got good technique, who's got confidence, who understands what to do. He does from that left-hand side, which he played today, I thought he drifts in and out of the game a little bit and I think, still think he's got to learn that position if he's going to be like the central guy and maybe then come sweeping inside. A bit like Eriksson's doing now for, for Spurs or Deli Alley has, has done at times where you see that, that development. Um, but you were right, you're talking about a 19-year-old kid who's still going to get better, who's still got five or six year, m more years of learning and development. And so that's why I call it a football education. I still think there's, there's more to come. There's more to learn. There's a great capacity to be a bigger and better player. But right now, you, you've got one of the top talents in Europe, you know, playing in, in that team, having an influence on that team. 
and um, it can only all go well for for the United States. I think um, when when I saw him today and in previous games, mm. I think I think it's pretty it's pretty outstanding that that this 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 guy can look very quick and very dangerous mm. now at the Champions League level against yeah. Spurs defence that are very very strong. He went by. A couple of different defenders for Spurs, very, very mm-hmm. easy because he's got great yeah. feet, he's got great acceleration, and mm-hmm. he also can play in inverted commas. He's got he's got a little bit of intelligence about him. So that that's yeah. and he's got a fantastic mentality, attitude, and a character. Mm-hmm. Now, on the learning side of it, this is what I see that, that you need to improve. I think I think at times his decision making isn't quite right. So when he's doing these brilliant dribbles, sometimes he yeah. dribbles down cold as acts a little bit. I think he's just got to learn when is the right time to do that. When is the right time to just come out of that and knock it, knock it safely? Um, mm-hmm. You know, with with his dribbling, I, I think it's positioning, Rob. Now uh, in this yeah. team with Dortmund, it's okay to stay wide and high. Now yeah. other teams, and I would say the national team of the US. When he plays in a wide position, he is going to have to come back and help out defensively. Okay, now, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it's a, it's a criticism from the last US national team game. He didn't, he didn't do that. He, did, he didn't offer protection to Zusia right back. Now, that mm. might have been Bruce Arena's instruction. Yeah, tactics, yeah. And we saw it, I saw it again today where he gets a ball, he looks very quick, very dangerous, but he does very little defensively. So that's something Some that, that might have to go, Rob, doesn't it? Some of that comes with age. I mean, I remember as a young, I started my career playing centre forward or right wing. And knowing my distances, knowing where I needed to be, getting it right, took me two or three years, really. At the time, I didn't know that. But then you start to understand where you need to be, how you know you can cut a ball out, or you've got to drop in, or you need to get behind the ball. That, I think that comes with experience, games, and good people behind you, good fullbacks who can have you on a bit of a string. Come back, come back. Give me five yards. Get in front of my centre winger. On you go, on you go. You're almost pulling, pushing and pulling that player ahead of you and, and, and getting it right. So if he, and you, you, you would think at Dortmund he's surrounded by good professionals, good players who will teach him that. Mm. Hopefully when he goes into the US environment, he's around good people, Bruce Arena and the coaching staff and, the, and, and some of the guys in the team can be helping him with that. Because at that age, Rob, you're still not really reading the game, which you will be in in another two or three more years time. And it's also a balance because if I'm, if I'm mm. coaching Christian Pulisic, there's no way I want him, you don't want him to, do you? to run back and defend. So that, that mm. comes from the coaching side of it. I think, and, and just finally from me on him, he, there's no question this, that, that he is extremely talented and he's going to be a fantastic mm. player. He's going to have a, you know, all things going well, he's going to have a really, really big time career um, for both his national team and for, for his yeah. club football as well. Mm. Yeah. Just, just to go back onto the decision making, end product. We've we've both seen a mm. lot of of very quick, skillful players that don't go as far in the game as they should do, and it comes down yeah. to end product. It comes down to assists yeah. and goals. Now he has got the absolute ability to assist Correct. and score. Even in this game today, Rob, there were times mm. where he didn't quite get the right final ball. He didn't quite get the opportunity to score. Not necessarily yeah. his own fault. I mean, he's young, and I know he's starting mm. his career, but yeah. I, I hope to see him with, a, with an eye for a goal and learning and, and being a little bit more maybe ruthless and a little bit more determined with his finishing because that mm. is what sets him apart from being a really good player 
to a, to a world-class player is if he can be that effective and dangerous and be regularly assisting and scoring goals for his club team and his national team. That's what takes him on to a new level. So I'm like everybody else, Rob, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on his ability and his pace, his quickness and his feet and his skills and his change of direction. Um, but of course, being that young, you know, just those few things to work on and he could be a, a, a fantastic talent for, for years to come. Yeah, yeah, they always say, don't they, about those guys who've got that extra pace, that ability to, just to run past people uh, as such. And you just think with, with Pulisic, if he can add that end product, that thought, that right timing, that, you know, Thierry Henry was, was the master of it, wasn't he? So paceful, so graceful, had, had, had jets in, in his boots. But when he got there, he picked the right balls. He, he was clinical with his finishing. And, and that's the thing where it's like somebody said to me, a coach once said to me, it's like, the pace is like a beautiful woman, and then when you see the finish in touch, it's like that she's she's rich as well. You you got the full packet, and and if he just concentrates uh, at that last second on his final project, whether it's a pass, whether it's a cross, whether it's a shot at goal, if that all comes together, then you're talking about a real real talent uh, in Europe and a great asset to, for the for the US national team. Okay, let's move on to the other couple of games involving Premier League teams. Final final mm. nil, Man City four goals, two goals. Mm. Strangely, from John Stones, Jesus yeah. and Aguero scored again. So absolutely no problem for for this City team. Well, do John Stones no harm actually. A couple of goals in decent performance. I think he's just been feeling a little bit down on his luck of late. Hopefully that just picks him up and he can get back to a bit of uh, decent club form and retaining his place in, in, in that Manchester City back line. Yeah, and, and the other game, uh, Liverpool, Rob. Let's, let's mm. finish on this one. Uh, Liverpool yeah. 2, Sevilla 2, Salah and Firmino score. Um, yeah. A bit wild. Joe Gomez gets sent mm. off at the end. There was kind of opportunities for Liverpool to, to seal this game, to make it 3-1. Firmino missed a penalty. Um, and, of course, it's impossible for us to watch all the games yeah. with so much going on at the same time. But, we, of course, we watch the highlights. And again, and again. My my guy at the back, Dejan Lovren, mm-hmm. costs mm-hmm. Liverpool Football Club. Error. I, I've, yeah, big error. Again, mm-hmm. not addressed um, properly in the transfer window from Jurgen Klopp. Um, and, and it makes a difference. And it, and, it, and it costs the club. And I just watched yeah. that goal and I thought, that's, that's so annoying for Liverpool yeah, fans. Yeah. They are yeah. so good going forward. And yet they continue to make def- uh, defensive errors. And it's, it's going to hurt him, Rob. It's going to hurt him in, in the Champions League. It's going to hurt him in the Premier League. It'll hurt him yeah. in cup competitions. If you can't be reliable, if you can't have defenders that do the basic balls coming across a six-yard box, Darren Lovell's just got to stand, get a good contact on the ball, put it back in the direction that it, it's coming. He falls over, he missed kicks, the ball comes to a forward. And it's happened too many times, Rob, that... Yeah. You know, we've talked about it on, on a podcast and on the radio show. Is there a blind spot for Jurgen Klopp at this centre-back? You know, you just feel as though you need to get a reliable body in there. Maybe they're not as good as on the ball. Maybe they're not as quick as the next guy. But just somebody reliable who you know when the ball comes in the box is going to put his head or his foot on it. And again, listen, and I know it's a debate for another day and, and, and all this thing, but they let Mamadou Sacco, who can be a guy who can yeah. kick it and head it and do whatever, just go off now to Crystal Palace and he'll be in a relegation fight with uh, Roy Hudson and, 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 and that, that set-up now. Yeah. Was that a little bit premature? Would, could you not just have held on to him until at least you find a replacement? Because they didn't get Virgil van Dijk in the window. They didn't bring anybody else in in the window. Leaves him a little bit light in terms of options to, to, at the back. Again, you just look at Liverpool and it would be so disappointing for Liverpool over the course of the season if defensive frailties at that centre-back position 
undermines the, the the potential that this team have got because going forward, yeah. Rob, they, they they can open up anybody and should have uh, gone three one up with a Firmino penalty that hits the outside of the post and goes out and in the end they now have to settle for a point in a game that really should have been three. I mean, it's right. I mean, the, the Mamadou Saka is an interesting. I mean, it was a big fallout, wasn't there? And yeah. obviously, from Klopp's yeah. point of view, that it's it's just irreversible. But, 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 can I throw? Sorry, mate, just to show, but can I throw one back at you? Because you, you made a good point about this at the weekend. And I read today, I was just watching the game, and somebody said again, Alberto Moreno had a really good, a decent game, made his clearances, got his chances, helped in, in one of the goals. So it seems that for some people, Jurgen Klopp is prepared to give them a second chance. So yeah. Alberto Moreno had started the season, and you said it's good management that he's given a second chance. Mm. So why did Mam- where, where's the Mamadou Sacco? Is that one of those that's unrepairable yeah. that you don't, or is that a personality? Yeah, thing? It must must be something in the player that that he, he just will not work with. Um, and anyway, it's gone. It's gone now. I just it's just disappointing when you consider. Mm. I mean, the subs that came in for Liverpool during this game: Rob Oxley, Chamberlain, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Yeah. And Coutinho. Coutinho is back. And, and that's good news for Liverpool yeah. fans. Oh, good reception. Yeah. Lallana's to come back from injury. It is a a very exceptional midfield and mm. front situation, Liverpool Football Club. And yet defensively, is again, obviously tonight, it's hurting them a little bit. So it, it's, I'm sure Liverpool fans are so frustrated that, you know, with a couple of players at the back, it could be so much mm. different. Okay, mate, let's quickly, let, yep. let's move on to Thursday night European football. Not particularly what most big teams would want. I'm not sure that Arsenal FC were thinking that they'd be in the uh, Europa League at the end of finishing at the end of last season, but they find themselves against FC Cole. I hear that it's likely that Jack Wilshire might be playing, Alexis Sanchez might start. So, Martin Wenger's point of view, he gets a few players from first team football. Thursday night football's not really where Arsenal want to be, is it? Absolutely not. And, you know, before the season kicked off, I'm thinking that um, just just play the kids. Play the kids, play players that need a game mm-hmm. and kind of, not 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 totally disrespect, but, but but put your all your eggs in the Premier League, winning the Premier League and go that they were going to do the season. Now, the way they've started, yeah, really? you know, it then, mm-hmm. then people start to say, well, hang on a minute, Manchester United last year found a way into the yeah. Champions League. And Arsene Wenger yeah. was asked about that, you know, whether whether... This is the best way for them to get in the Champions League. And he, mm-hmm. and he basically said, no way. No, still the, still through the Premier League, they're going to try and do that. And I'm still with him on that, Rob. I still, I would still go down the second tier players to play in the Europa League so we can go and get in that top four. Do you, do you think that, that we'll change from that? Don't, don't discard the Europa League, Arsene, because I'm telling you, Rob, if they drop out of a couple of games, they've got a big game at the weekend against Chelsea. If they don't, don't close a door that you don't need to close. And that's what I thought Jose Marino did well. Of course, last season, Marino started the season saying we, we're out for winning titles. But there was a point very, I think, quite early on where he realised this team weren't going to win titles. Were they going to be good enough in top four? He, he, he did enough in, in, the, in the Europa League to give him a chance. And later on in the competition, it obviously became his priority. And guess what? They're back in the Champions League and they're playing. There's a lot of good teams now at the top of the Premier League. Arsenal have got a gamble if, if they think they're going to make top four. And if they get that gamble wrong and miss out on, uh, and, and go out of European football, Europa League football for a second year would, would, would be a really bad slight on Arsene Wenger and his, uh, his group of players. So I think it, as the competition goes on, he may play stronger teams. Just yeah, to I mean, keep but, a, I mean keep this weekend is a perfect example, Rob. They've got Chelsea away at the weekend on yeah. Sunday. 
I mean, he's got to he's got to kind of prioritize a little bit. He's got he's got to put a big team out there. Yeah, he's got to put a big team out there. And the other team where Atalanta is Everton, who having a bit of a bad time of it in Premier League football, might just look forward to going in Europe, maybe relaxing and, and trying to put a performance together because it hasn't quite gone the way that Ronald Koeman would like. And obviously the Wayne Rooney stuff off the pitch hasn't helped. One or two of his signings, Sandro in particular, has not quite done the, the job up, up front for him. So after that sort of good start, one that win against Stoke, plenty of young signings, everybody talking them up as the team that might break into the top six. Just a sort of crucial couple of two Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it was the last Europa week. They, they, I think they played Chelsea on the weekend after and they were really poor, looked very tired. Now, Manchester United away on Sunday. I mean, these two teams are in the Europa from the Premier League. They've got really difficult yeah. games at the weekend. So, I don't know. We'll see what he does away at mm-hmm. Atalanta, um, Ronald Koeman. But, you know, he always, what I like about him, he always really does value this competition and the importance of the clubs that he's managed to do well in it. So I expect yeah. a strong team uh, in tomorrow's game and he's just got to rejig and try and go again against Manchester United on Sunday. So, you know, they want to be there. I think they are going to go for it. I think everybody knows, Rob, that he wanted a striker. He wanted a better replacement for, for uh, yeah. Ronald Lukaku. And Sandro Ramirez wasn't really that guy. He was a lot less money, you know, very small money, in fact. Um, and Calvert-Lewin is a young player that's really impressed, but it's going to be difficult for him to be that 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 kind of effective and that great a player this early in his career. So tough, tough uh, yeah. match for, for Everton. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they do tomorrow and then, of course, going into the weekend. Yeah, Tough times in football management as well, Rob. We'll just wrap up this podcast talking about the, the news that, that broke uh, on, on Monday. Frank De Boer got sacked after his four games, for four defeats, no goals for Crystal Palace. Um, Roy, Hodgson, Roy Hodgson's been installed as a Crystal Palace manager, beginning a two-year contract. I think Roy is seen as a safe pair of hands who can calm the waters at Crystal Palace, get the team back playing. I think both of us were a little bit disappointed, Rob, after the uh, 1-0 loss to Burnley, where Crystal Palace played, I thought, particularly uh, well and, and had 23 shots, didn't manage to score the goal. This was just a little bit premature from Steve Parrish in the Palace board that they wanted to change. They wanted expansive football. Mm. They wanted to do it differently. Yet in the end, lost faith in the guy who they chose. Yeah, I mean, I just two months. I ago. don't get it. I, I don't get how you know he's convinced that he's the right person, and he must realise Steve Parrish and everybody at Crystal Palace that a change is going to be. It's going to take a little bit of time. There's going to be a little bit of pain with it. Um, but but to make this change so quickly and so almost seems like aggressively to get rid of this guy. It just seems very strange to me. And, and, and everybody at Palace will start to think, does Steve Parrish know what he's doing? It's as simple as that, Rob. Does he know what he's doing? He's the guy that mm. hires and fires. Mm. And they've had some success and they've had some failures with their managers. Mm. But this being so quick and a big talk up about changing the style and giving, you know, wanting to be more. I mean, it is a club yeah. that's got players that are on probably nearly $100,000 a week, Rob. I mean, it's a, as become. So I understand yeah, where he wants to try yeah, and go. Yeah. Give the guy t- time. I thought the Burnley performance, there were signs there of good control, good football, good attacking. I, I, I'm just, I just scratched my head a little bit. And, and Roy Hodgson, I, I, I I'm not massively disappointed, um, Rob, when you consider the situation they're in right now. We've seen him do good work before. It's not going to be exciting. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a safe pair of hands. I just think that, the, you know, football now, you look at Marco Silva, you look at Paul Clement, you look at, 
David Wagner. You look at these young coaches who are coming in, Rob, and just feel Palace have missed the opportunity. And maybe they say, well, Frank De Boer was that guy and it didn't work. But I think there's more personal personality clashes that were going on around that football club that might have affected that. But I'd just like to have seen a little bit more variety, a little bit more thought from Crystal Palace on this one than going to, like, you know, tried and trusted. But maybe, you know, Steve Palace just feels that, you know, that the... The possibility of, of getting relegated and, and being out of the Premier League is too big. He's got to go safe hands again for another couple of years and then he's ready to go again. But as you say, Rob, I think the spotlight falls on him as much as anyone else in the football club because he's a guy that chose him. He's a guy that interviewed 37 managers for that job. He, cho- he, he chooses Frank to ball and then gives him four games to, to, to do what he, he wanted in. Changing their philosophy. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there was talk that, or, or reports that he has spoke to Sam Allardyce. I mean, that. I mean, just just even to read that is like, wow. <laughs> you know, you, you went away from that, and then after seventy-seven mm-hmm. days with a new manager, you're prepared to go mm-hmm. back to what happened before. So, you know, maybe a state of panic. Um, obviously, you know, the, the finances, etc. What's involved mm-hmm. now, staying up in the Premier League, is so great that you can't afford to get off to a, to an awful, awful start. We will see, mate. Uh, we will see. It's been mm-hmm. a you know, good Champions League campaign. We will watch the games tomorrow and get back and report through podcasts yeah. and radio shows over the weekend. Yep. Great first games of the Champions League done this week. Goals galore today. And good wins for Manchester United, Chelsea yesterday. Spurs and Manchester City today. While Liverpool, due to some bad defending again, had to be content with sharing four goals, but getting just one point. And tomorrow, remember, Arsenal and Everton have to juggle Premier League weekends and Thursday night Europa football. Not something that Arsenal would certainly want to do. Remember to be part of the football conversation. Look out for our podcast on Sunday after two huge matchups where Chelsea host Arsenal and Manchester United face an old friend in Wayne Rooney's Everton. And if you like what you hear, please rate me review the Two Robbies podcast on iTunes. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. I'm Robbie Earl, he's Robbie Musto, and together with the two Robbies, thanks for listening and bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.